I want to make sure our kids can manage their stress and anxiety and they understand who they are outside of just the sport they play. Today, we're going to take uh, kind of a different path uh, and we're going to talk about uh, youth sports uh, and some of the social pressures and peer pressures and parental pressures uh, that a lot of the young student athletes are dealing with today. Uh, I want to welcome everyone. My name is Walter Beatty, a.k.a. Baseball Lifer. Thank you very much for joining us again. Uh, I want to encourage everyone, if you like the content that I'm putting out and you like the guests, let's let everybody know and just hit that subscribe button. It takes two seconds. Hit that. Also, give us a thumbs up if you like the content you're watching today. And at the conclusion or during uh, this particular video, if you have any comments or questions for either myself or my guest today, uh, Tamara Seaman, I want you to be able to leave that and we'll be able to answer you. And I'll put all of our guests' contact information down in the description below. So I want to introduce my guest, uh, Tamara Seaman. Welcome. I want to uh, thank you for joining us today. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's a pleasure, and I'm excited to have the conversation. Now, Tamara is a former Division I student athlete uh, at Duke University, now resides down in the uh, greater Atlanta area. And Tamara, why don't you tell people what it is that you do within the world of sports, youth sports specifically? Sure. So I am a certified mental performance coach, and what that means is that I provide mindset training, and I like to call it life coaching. My target, kind of my focus is student athletes ages 12, I would say through college. So I really kind of focus on that middle school, high school and collegiate student now, athlete. Now, I want parents to understand, you know, this is kind of a, a hot topic uh, on social media within certain uh, high school and collegiate programs, as well as professional programs in all sports, not just baseball. And so what I want to try to delve into a little bit today with the help of Tamara is to understand, you know, what might be going on in a young student athlete's mind and, and, and some of the buildup that that might create. So what I'd like to start with today, if we could, Tamara, was, you know, a lot of people are getting into organized, structured uh, sports programs, not just baseball, but all sports at mm -hmm. very, very young ages. Could you speak to that as far as that age group of, say, 6 to 12 or 13 years old with regard to, you know, what it might be like for those young student-athletes? Yes, absolutely. And I can share that from the perspective. Obviously, it's been a few years since I've competed as a student-athlete, but certainly having two children a son who's 12 and a daughter who's 14 who play baseball and softball respectively. Four years ago, you know, my son started in 8U and I remember going through the little league process and wondering, should we step into the travel ball arena? Is it going to be too much pressure? He doesn't, he's eight. How could he possibly fully understand the game? But then also feeling equally as impactful was that, fear of what if I don't start now, right? Am I missing the window? And then will he never have the ability to catch up? So I think that that, that sort of um, dichotomy, right, where you feel, how could my kid possibly be ready? Because children are young, children can't possibly understand the strategy of a game. I mean, half of them still can't 
catch and throw correctly. And that's not a criticism of a child, right? So now we're ramping up the stakes and the pressure and the stress. And we feel this um, pressure. We feel that we have to step into this arena or else we'll be left behind. And so I think the parents are tight and stressed and every mistake is magnified, right? And you see it um, in the dugout and you, you feel it. You can cut the tension with a knife. So I went to a, um, a travel baseball playoff game. It was a 7U. And there were kids, I could hear the parents saying, you know, the kids were five and a half and were playing up. They were six, they were playing up. And you could just feel the pressure. The, the kids didn't know how to hit a cutoff, you know, how to run the bases appropriately. And like, why should they? How should they know how to do that at that age? But I left the park feeling really sad, really anxious, really tight, and just kind of overwhelmed with where youth sports. Well, I'm going to tell you that this is part of the issue overall with regard to not just baseball, but youth sports. We are expecting, you know, here's how I envision this. As a parent, I have two sons. They're quite older now. I now have two grandchildren. But, you know, neither of my boys needed to play travel baseball because I always felt at 6 through 12, the sports dynamic is about peer interaction, classmate interaction, having some fun, and we're going to learn. And that's a really big learning curve, not just in athletics, but just life. You know, we're trying to figure out motor skills. We're trying to figure out, uh, you know, all of these rules and regulations within a sport. And there's a lot going on between 6 and 12 or 13 years of age, not just athletic development. You know, you're talking about mental maturation, uh, learning how to share, learning how to be part of a team. But yet we're expecting these seven-year-olds to put bunts down and hit cutoffs and be able to catch and throw. I know high school student athletes that have a difficult time catching and throwing a baseball, let alone six and seven. But I think parents, and, and I want you to kind of offer uh, some thoughts on this. I think parents get caught up in the uh, the validation that their child is playing for a travel team and playing up. I'm a big advocate of playing up if the intent of playing up is to allow your child to, to see older peers or older friends and how they move and how they compete. That's great. But if we're trying to compare ourselves as a six-year-old to an eight or nine-year-old, it just doesn't make sense. So could you talk to that period, uh, maybe from a mental and athletic standpoint, of what's really going on within a, a, you know, a, a young athlete, a child at those ages, as far as mental and physical development? You don't and play one on doctor, TV, but, but I, mean, I will, from a, I will from a mental perspective. <laughs> exactly. No, but I absolutely. I'm just giving you a hard time. Um, so I would say before the age of 12, everything you said was on point. So in a perfect world, or perhaps what it used to be, you learned about um, kind of strategy and what it means to be a good teammate. And, you know, what that means to me, right? And what we we hope our kids will learn is it's not just about your batting average or your velo that you hit today, right? It's what did you do to pick your team up? And did you have a productive at bat? And 
did you lead by example or pick somebody else up? So those types of skills are so important. And it's almost as if it's just not happening anymore because we're starting at such an intense level at such a young age, we're losing kind of the, you know, the, the intrinsic value that we all get from sports or used to get. And, and kind of the, that X factor that if you then graduate and someone sees that you were a student athlete, they know you have those intangible skills, right. Of the work ethic and the team first mentality. And I just feel like we are, we're bypassing that because of the pressure and this urgency and rush to compete and to be the best. And by no means am I criticizing any coaches. I am not a baseball or a softball coach. I try to stay in my lane. Um, I just don't know that they have the tools or the time to, to really slow down this rush that they feel and that parents feel to compete and to be the best, and then to put that out there on social media. That's the world that we live in. It's, you know, look at me. This is what my kid's doing, and he's better than you. And there's nobody wins in that. You know, what I have a tough time understanding, and I know it goes on. It's not a myth. It's not, uh, this is not an embellishment or exaggeration. You know, when you have youth programs talking to parents, uh, of six through 13 year olds about high school varsity, college athletics, being left behind, not being competitive enough, not having advanced skill sets, not practicing against similar skilled players. Does that put pressure on parents um, more so than maybe the student athlete to get started right away and to try and be on the best program possible? Because the amounts of money that parents pay out they can't possibly think that their seven, eight, nine, or ten-year-old are going to be ready for high school uh, in any capacity as, at those ages. So, what do you think is really behind, you know, that kind of discussion between a, co- a youth program or a coaching staff with parents? Do you think that's putting a lot of pressure not only in the parents, but then the parents pass that down to the student athlete? Oh, one hundred percent. Yes, it is a. We're not we're not listening to ourselves. We're not thinking about the, the logic or how illogical it is. Um, I think about, I think about the fact that I've often told my son, um, I don't need you to be the best on your team at age 12. That, that doesn't mean anything. I want you to try your best, but you being a superstar at eight, or 10 or 12 means absolutely nothing. I need you to be the best kid you can be. So unfortunately, to answer your question, this message is trickling down, the parents are hearing it, um, and then it's it's placed on the kids. It's just, it's a slippery slope, right? And so then it's, all right, we gotta get you in lessons. If you're a pitcher, you gotta be in there twice a week. You gotta have your hitting lessons. You gotta have your strength and conditioning. These kids aren't even developed yet. And let's tap the brakes. Have we even asked them if they love the sport and why they're playing? Like, I want to go back to why do you want to do this? And do you understand the sacrifice that you need to make 
and that our family financially and from a time perspective needs to make. That's a mature conversation that even at age 12, like that's just starting to sink in at home now. So we're putting too much on the entire family and it's incredibly unhealthy. Everyone is anxious. Well, I think, um, I mean, that's fantastic. And I, and I think one of the kind of follow-ups to that, how should parents communicate with their children at those ages? In other words, you know, I have a lot of parents, and I was guilty of this. So I don't want anyone to think that uh, this didn't happen to me. I was a college head coach. I'd go to watch my son's Little League game, and I could never in my brain differentiate between college caliber players and Little League players. And so I struggled with that. And it wasn't until I heard a video of myself talking that I, I basically had to go out into the outfield. And then anytime my, my boys got in the car, I tried to talk about, you know, things that they might have learned or did they have fun. But can you kind of shed some light? What's the great, what's the, the segue from a, an athletic event? And then when they get into the car or maybe get home, how should we be communicating with our children that are competing at these younger ages? Mm-hmm. Thanks for being so honest about that. I am far from perfect. I have I have made my share of mistakes. I think from being just I'm wired to be an intense person. So there are parents out there who are wired that way. And to your point, we have no idea initially how to support our kids. What I've learned, and through reading and just making those mistakes, is that we shouldn't talk about what they did wrong or the X's and O's unless they want to. Um, One of the hardest things I think is to demonstrate your unconditional love and support for your child, whether they are the superhero of the game or they went O for four. Um, But I think we, and it kind of goes into mindset for me, Walter, is we have to mentally prepare. I mean, I, I, mentally have to check myself before I get out of the car, before I go to my child's games. Someone might think that's crazy, but that's what I have to do to reframe perspective and to make sure that what I'm about to do, which is to go support my kid, that I view it through the appropriate lens. Um, So I just think the hustle and bustle of life, I think the pace of life, I think we're just, everything's push, 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 right? We're just kind of lawn mowing and pushing forward. And the kids are being destroyed by that. We need to support them, let them lead the way. Now, I find it, you know, as a parent, you are a former Division I athlete. I, I am a former athlete, although I don't look like one today. But my point is, is that we're competitive by nature. Um, and so I know, uh, when I was watching and still watch my youngest son play, I'm very competitive. And there are times where I have to catch myself from, you know, something coming out of my mouth unfiltered. So, you know, a lot of parents are competitive, you know, we're all competitive in, in life and all aspects of life, you know, and, and so is there like kind of this training mechanism or kind of a routine that parents can kind of kind of decompress before the act. I mean, it's not life or death at these ages of six or 13. It's certainly not life or death as a collegiate or a professional athlete. But what type of uh, recommendations or suggestions can you kind of maybe make to parents to kind of 
free their mind and try to enjoy the journey as opposed to worrying about the destination? Great question. There's a couple of different things. And I think it, I think it starts with um, probably a conversation at home as to how do we, how do we want this experience to be? Um, And what I mean by that is instead of being reactionary, we need to proactively think about how we want our kids' youth sports experience to be, how we want this season to go, what their goals are. And I think it's a fair question to say, you know, how can I support you? How can I be the best support system for you when I'm in the stands? And because it's about them playing. It's not about us posting what they do on social media. So I think it starts at home with a, this is what we're doing. You know, we're committing, we're giving up time on our weekends because you love the game of baseball. Let's talk about, about what that's going to look like. Right. And how we can support you. I also equally Walter is nothing makes me crazier than to hear a, a child disrespectfully bark at their parents, you know, I need a Gatorade. I need this. I need that. And we're allowing that. It's entitlement. It's, you know, the world is all about you. So I think we need to have a family conversation. There needs to be respect and we need to keep it in check. Um, As a parent, if you feel yourself getting anxious and tight, work on your breathing you know, it's all over the internet now. Like work on slowing your breath down and staying in the moment and telling yourself, this is a 9U baseball game. Nobody's going to, you know, solve world peace here. This, let's stay focused on what it is. I, I just, I can't agree with that. And I get anymore. intense too. So I'm allowed to say that because I've, I've been there. Uh, I mean, I've been there and I mean, I find it with my wife when we're going to a game now and I'm watching, you know, Tyler, uh, you know, I got to listen to fans and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, the the athlete in me, the competitor in me wants to turn around. But, you know, I find myself, as you alluded to, breathing, kind of taking bigger, deep breaths and, uh, you know, kind of working my way through it. And I want to go back to something you just touched on, how a child slash student athlete communicates and talks with parents. I find it, and I think the example that you gave is spot on. So I'd like, if you could, is that reaction from an athlete coming from frustration or pressure where they're, you know, go get me a Gatorade. Maybe they just fouled, you know, struck out or made an error um, and they can only take it out on their parents. But how should children try to communicate or convey what they're feeling with their parents, either before an event or after an event, uh, or just simply at home. And how do we get that interaction to say, you know, mom, dad, I'm feeling a lot of pressure. I'm feeling doubt or thing. How do you try to uh, parents with or peer pressure? Wow. It's, it's such a great question. Um, I think that, yes, part of the reason kids react that way is they're young, they're immature, and 
they're feeling emotions of a poor at bat or an error and it's easiest to take it out on you, the people you love. So if, if that's what it is, then I think it's, uh, I'm going to get you a Gatorade. We're going to have a conversation about this when we get home. You're not to speak to me that way. Like, because I don't have to tell you what coach, if you want to look ahead, what coach is going to want a child that's that disrespectful to a parent. You hear it all the time. Like, I don't want a kid like that on my team. So I think that we, we have to understand to your point where it's coming from. If you've got a, a really respectful kid who's a good student and doesn't speak to you that way at home, but this happens at a game, then I would say, you know, his emotions got the best of him, right? And it's, a, it's an opportunity to have that discussion outside of the ball field and just say, you know, that's a, that's a poor reflection on you. That's not the kid you are. How about we have that Gatorade on the front end in the dugout? But you need to take a breath and work on your breathing because that's not the way you speak to anybody. You're not going to get very far. So I think it's that. And, you know, if kids are speaking that way to their parents consistently, that's a different conversation that I I don't know that I can help with. Well, uh, this is great stuff. And what I would like to do, and I know I'm putting you on the spot here while we're we're actually recording this, I think this might be a great opportunity to do a once a month type of topic um, with you and I talking about the different stages of youth athletics and how it goes from the 6 to 13 to those teenage years where there's a lot of hormones and a lot of stuff going on and then into the high school and college level. And I really want to engage parents uh, and maybe we'll start, you know, promoting and getting specific questions from parents. So uh, first of all, I want you to tell people, how can people reach out to you directly, whether it be social media or email? Sure. And I love that idea, Walter. Um, So my company is called Elite Mindset Development, and that is my website, EliteMindsetDevelopment.com. I am a certified mental performance coach. So if someone's in the greater Atlanta area, I can meet with them in person, but I'm meeting with kids in upstate New York virtually, obviously with the power of technology. Um, It's 30 or 60 minute sessions. And it's it's an approach that helps to really, um, I would say, evaluate where the child is. And it's not just a, a quick band-aid to help someone raise their batting average. What I want is I want to shape the athlete so that the skills we discuss, such as your motivation and commitment, your discipline, right? Why we have to do things we don't want to do, but the power of, of practice, um, goal setting. You know, anybody can say, I want to get better at baseball. I want to help kids understand how to formulate measurable goals, right? And how to track their progress that helps them focus on the process and not the outcome. So I also with mental health being such an important focus right now, I want to make sure our kids can manage their stress and anxiety and they understand who they are outside of just the sport they play. So sorry for being long-winded, but but that's, oh, that's great. Near, it's near and dear to my heart and it's needed. So people can reach me through my website. 
Um, Instagram and Facebook are also just under Elite Mindset Development. And then I am on Twitter and it's just my my personal name is the handle. So well, I'll make sure I put that in the description. I'll also put a link to your website in today's discussion, and I'll make sure that going forward, we'll make sure that parents have access to that information, because I think in today's world, and I only think this is going to become a greater topic and a more discussed topic as we move forward uh, with regard to youth athletics and college athletics and professional athletics, I think it's good to have I think it's more important than taking a batting or pitching lesson, to be honest with you, as a young uh, child student athlete to understand not only goals and preparation, mental preparation is just as important as physical preparation. And I think once parents begin to understand that, and I have a greater understanding of it because I watch my son deal with the burden of expectation, you know, and that burden, I always just think, well, we're just playing a sport you're good, it's going to be okay, but it's that burden of expectation that children carry well into their teens and early 20s um, that we're unaware of or not talking enough about. So, uh, Tamara, I want to say thank you very much for today. I definitely look forward to our future discussions and hopefully a, a more involved, engaged, maybe a live stream allowing parents to interact with us and ask uh, answer their questions directly. Again, if you need to reach Tamara, I'm going to put all of her email, her social media links will all be down below in the description. If you liked today's discussion, tell us. Leave us a comment. Leave us a question. And more importantly, please subscribe and like. Hit that like button. It matters, I promise you. Uh, and we'll begin to get grow the channel with the help of, of great guests like Tamara. Tamara, thank you very much. I look forward to speaking with you again, and I thank you for your time today. Thank you, Walter. Have a great day. You too. Now, bye now.